Take your Bibles and go to John chapter number 8. John chapter number 8, verse number 12. When you find that, turn over to Matthew chapter number 5 and verse number 14. John chapter number 8 and verse number 12. When you find that, you can turn to Matthew chapter number 5 and verse number 14. The Bible says in John chapter number 8 and verse number 12, Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Flip over to Matthew chapter number 5 and verse number 14. Use a little Bible again. Amen. Fulfill the quota. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Verse number 16, skip down to verse number 16. The Bible says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. I'm not senile. I do realize that I preached out of this same passage on Wednesday. I do want to just remind you that Jesus is the light, and you and I are a reflection of that light. Flip over to Genesis chapter number 1 and verse number 16. Are you there? The Bible says this, And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. So God makes the greater light and God makes the lesser light, the sun and the moon. The greater light representing Him, the moon representing us. He is the greater light, we are the lesser light. A little bit of review in case you've forgotten. In John chapter 8 and verse number 12... He is the great light. Matthew chapter 5, we are the lesser light. We talked about what those two mean. So when you read the Bible and you find that he says he is the light of the world, he is the light of the world. And when you read the Bible in Matthew chapter 5 and you see that we are the light of the world, we are the light of the world, we are his light reflected. Is everybody still with me? Don't go to sleep, please. I'm not losing my mind from flipping in the chair or from bouncing on the trampoline. Sometimes we cause a, a, uh, an eclipse in our life when we, the lesser light, block Christ, the greater light, from shining to the world. On Wednesday, we talked about a, an eclipse of service, an eclipse of Scripture, an eclipse of surrender. Do you all remember the sermon? Tonight, or this morning, I want you to know about another eclipse. As you prepare for real life at home, This is a great environment. I love the youth conference. I loved as a teenager going to youth conference. My first one I didn't. I didn't want to come. There may be somebody here today you didn't maybe want to come. You came because your youth group was coming or you were peer pressured, good peer pressured into coming. When I first came, I came because of a girl. 
I was interested in my, my wife now, who was in the youth department, and she had went to youth conference the year before, and she talked about, uh, she came back super spiritual. Uh, she was winning souls on the bus route. She was fired up. She was uh, serving God. She talked about the preachers and how, man, they were just awesome. And she talked about uh, preacher boys. And I was like, wait a minute, preacher men or preacher boys? Like boys, like us. She was like, preacher boys. And I was like, uh-oh, i got to go check this out. Because I liked her, but, but it, it, you know, and, and I didn't want her to go and, and actually realize that, that they were spiritual boys. Because I was in the youth department and I was popular, but I wasn't spiritual. Are y'all with me? There's a big difference between being popular at church and being spiritual at church. Big difference. I was president of the youth department three years in a row. Three, three, three times in a row. But I was carnal as all get out. I was a rapper. Now that may not say much about my youth department. Or it may say a whole lot about what I could have done as a politician. (laughs) Move over, Mr. Trump. Amen. (laughs) But I decided I would go to that youth conference whether I wanted to or not. And I had to buy a whole new wardrobe. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Amen. Amen. I wore jerseys and baggy pants and all that other stuff to the church. I, I wasn't into the whole collared shirts and ties and, and I had to cut my hair, uh, and trim my facial hair and, and I went to youth conference, man, and I looked like a woolly booger and all them preacher boys there and, and I'll never forget it. As long as I live, I went there and I heard that guy preach and, and all those guys preach and they preached on everything I liked. And I made it through the first night, and I was like, man, alive, if I get through here alive, I will never come back to this thing as long as I live. Now I put them on. I'm like, oh. Made it through the second night. Third night. I'm like, please, let this be over. Guy preaches on, listen, God calls you, you may get your head cut off. And if God calls you, you may die. And if God calls you, you may lose your family. And if God calls you, you may go to the mission field and you may get your arms cut off and your legs cut off. I preached a similar sermon a few years ago. Y'all remember? Just hands. And he said, who will give their life to God? You'd have to have been an idiot to go forward. And the Holy Spirit said, I want you. I was like, who? Man, I'm a rapper. I'm here for a girl. So there I went. I came forward and here I am. Everybody's in a shirt and tie. Everybody, everybody looks like a preacher already. They look preacher men, not preacher boys. I got the video. I watch it every August 9th. There I am in a chain mail no joke, like chain mail that they wear. You know what I'm talking about? Not like chain mail you get on the internet. I mean like that knights wore. Collared shirt. Look, if I'm wearing a collared shirt, I'm wearing a cool collared shirt, all right? A chain mail collared shirt, you know what I mean? Like, like, 
and everybody else is like that. And if I had to pick one of the guys that was in, was not going anywhere, there I am chewing my gum. I had no idea what I was doing. But here's what I said. Lord, whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. Amen. Had no idea. But it was at a conference like this. And, uh, and praise God for it. And I love the environment. But let me tell you something. When you go home, you know, sometimes it's not just about an eclipse where you are between the greater light or God in the world. You know, there's a thing called a lunar eclipse. Every so often, there's, there's a lunar eclipse. The next one's March 23rd, and if you fly to Asia, you can see it. A lunar eclipse is where the earth moves into the path of the sun and darkens the moon. Did you catch that? I said the world moves into the path of the great light and darkens the lesser light. I said the world, this old world moves into the path of the Lord and darkens the life of the Christian. It'd be like, can you play the world today? Uh, yeah, yeah, come up, come up here and, and play the world. And, uh, Doc, would you play God? And I'm going to play the, the, the Christian. And Now, I'm not talking about the other day where I kept the world... From seeing him. That's good. I'm talking about when I allow the world to keep me. From being close to him. Come on. Amen. Do you see it? That's right. Do you see it? Thank you, fellas. I believe this morning that our lights have been lit and that some are primed and ready to go home and shine. But let me tell you something. When you go home, you're going to face a a world that that is going to try to force its way between you and your Savior. And if we're honest with ourselves tonight, there is probably some of you who are still in darkness. You made it through this conference still with the world between you and the Savior. Kind of like me that Wednesday night. I made it through all those services. And I gripped that pew. I said, if I just make it through this one more. Because there was something between me and God. I'll tell you about it at the end of the service. But I wouldn't let it go. 
And it was something so trivial, and it may even sound stupid to some of you, but it was that one thing that I could not let go that was between me and God, and it was keeping me from total surrender to God. It was keeping me from serving God. There was an eclipse in my life. There was a darkness in my life because I allowed something between me and my Savior. A spiritual eclipse. A spiritual eclipse. Let's be honest. That's some of us. Let me talk to you real quick. Number one, an, an eclipse of environment. Matthew five 16. Let's flip over there real quick. The Bible says in Matthew 5.16 that a city set on a hill cannot be hid. It talks a little bit about that environment that we shine in. You know, I believe tonight that our environment is important. I believe tonight that that environment makes a little bit of a difference. And if we're not careful, that that environment that we place ourselves in can become a spiritual eclipse. What are you talking about, Brother Davis? I'm talking about those people that you're around. If you're not careful, some of you even, those people you're sitting beside right now, can be the very ones that you know are the reason that when we finish this service, you won't go forward. Because when the preacher says, bow your heads and close your eyes, you're going to close your eyes, but you're going to look to see if they move forward. That's right. Because you care what they do more than you care what he wants. A spiritual eclipse. I'm talking about the cliques in our youth departments. That determine what we do and... And, and whether or not we serve God and, 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 and how or, or, or what we do. And they determine our spirituality of our young ladies and our young men. If, our, if all the guys are doing it, then we're doing it. Or if all the guys are for it, then we're for it. Or if all the girls are for it, then we're for it. Or, or if those girls are the two or three that we're always with. Instead of what God wants. Is everybody with me? And that gets between us and God. That's an eclipse. I'm talking about the peer pressure. I'm talking about the fakes. I'm talking about the carnal friends. I'm talking about the the backslidden ones. Maybe they're not here. Maybe they are here. But they're not right with God. They're not where they ought to be with God. And we know that. And we don't want to be unfriendly. And, And that's very difficult for us to do. That's very hard for us to handle because we don't want to be unkind. But at the same time, let me tell you something. You and I need to... Take, take note and take, take a, a, a account of where we are with God. Don't let anything come between you and God. I'm talking about boy and girl relationships. Now, I don't know how all the youth departments in a crowd like this work, but I'll just tell you how we work or how, how, how we handle things here. I, I don't think it's a great idea. I don't think it's beneficial to a young lady to date a young man. Spiritually, it's not beneficial. I don't think it's beneficial to a young man to date a young lady. I don't think that spiritually you can show me a spiritual benefit 
for a young man to chase a young lady. Or for a young lady to chase a young man. I don't think you can show me a spiritual benefit. But many times I can show you a spiritual pitfall. Where they've gotten between, where a young man has gotten between a young lady and her Savior, whom she should be courting. Or where a young man, or where a young man has gotten between, uh, I'm sorry, a young lady has gotten between a young man and his Savior, whom he should be courting. And it's ruined them. Why? Because it's an eclipse. It blocks us. And we have no light. No light in our life. An eclipse of environment. Number two, an eclipse of employment. Matthew 5.15 says, Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel. Now, God lit your candle. He's your light. You're the lesser light. You're meant to be shining the light. It's not to be put under a bushel. Now, when you hear the word bushel, you probably think like stored away or put away. But I'll tell you what I think when I hear bushel. In my granny's house, bushel meant work. A bushel basket meant breaking beans. Your light's also not meant to be put under a bushel basket or used for anything other than shining. It's not to be stored away. It's not to be uh, put for anything other than shining. Now, obviously, you have to support your family, but the majority of people in this room don't have a family to support. The majority of people in this, in this family probably think that groceries magically appear in the refrigerator. <laughs> but as Dr. Jorgensen preached... The other, the, 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 in his first sermon, a lot of us, for some reason or another, let money eclipse our Savior. I had that problem. I wanted to be the president when I was five. Or when I was in fifth grade. You know why? Not because I cared about America. Because I wanted to make money. And I wanted to be powerful. Then I wanted to be a, 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 a doctor. And then I wanted to be a dentist. Why? Because I wanted to help people? No. Because I heard they made a lot of money. Yes. Then I wanted to be an engineer. You know why? Because I like building stuff? No. Because I found out they made a lot of money. That's why. And then I started doing the work and I found out the work's really not that hard if you're good at math. And so we let money and how much we can make and how much we want to make and how much we think we need to make come between us and God. So we get a job at McDonald's. And we say, uh, hey, brother so-and-so, I can't come to church this week. Why? i got to work. Really? Eight dollars? Ten dollars? Eclipses your Savior? Come on, touch on. Uh, Brother Davis, uh, I usually work eight hours, so that would be $80. Oh, I'm sorry. My bad. Didn't mean to discount God or anything. Really? 
Come on. We think fame. We want to be famous. And, and I wanted, I remember when I was a teenager, I wanted to be famous. I wanted my name in lights. I wanted to, to be known. I wanted to, I wanted somebody to say my name. I wanted my name to be in lights. I wanted, I wanted to have, I wanted to have my own CD. I did have my own CD. Not, Brother Young heard it actually at college. By accident. I let him tell you that story. But we all have that desire to be famous. Can I tell you this? God doesn't call anybody to be famous. That I can see. But you know what He calls people to be? A servant. That's hard for us to swallow wanting to be famous. Because the world says be famous. God says be a servant. That's hard to swallow as a teenager. But let me tell you something. If you're not careful, you let fame eclipse your Savior. We let things. We want a car. We let clothes because we want nice clothes. We want Jordans, the newest Jordans. We want the newest phone. And we will let all that take the place of our Savior. And we'll do anything to get it to the place of we'll give up church, we'll give up bus calling or or, or soul winning, we'll we'll give up uh, uh, teen soul winning, we'll give up anything that we need to give up to get those things. And it will eclipse. We'll We'll not get up to read our Bible, but we'll get up to go to work. We don't have time to walk with God, but we have time to go to work. We don't have time to, to go to the youth activity, but we have time to go to work. And there's an eclipse of, of employment where we will do those things. And I'm for work. You talk to our teenagers here at this church. I'm for work. But not in the place of God. We're here trying to shine the light and we move close to the world. And we, sometimes we let the world get between us. And God. Sometimes it's not even wrong things. Sometimes sports and extracurricular activities and, and things at school get between us and the Savior. And they block our life. Number three, an eclipse of entertainment. Look at Matthew 5.14. Let your light shine. Let your light so shine... Let me flip over there so I can read it. Make sure I get it all right before we get to the preaching. Let your light so shine. Matthew five sixteen. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Let your light so shine... That they may, and then it says glorify, and then it says your Father. God calls us to be the light, but sometimes we get so close to the world. Philippians 2.15 says that we're in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation. Amen? Amen. Among whom ye shine as lights in the world. First John 2.15 says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Amen. That means if I love the world... My love is blocked from the Father. Come on. Do you get the illustration? 
I've got something between us. What is it? It's the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Sounds like a Justin Bieber song. Sounds like a Drake song. That's right. Come on. You see, I'm not as I'm not as naive, or I'm not naive enough or pious enough to think that you all don't know who that is. You see, in my day and age, it was so anti-God and so anti-establishment, but that they didn't put it on everything, and it wasn't on every ball game. And it wasn't on every commercial. And it wasn't on every drink. And it wasn't on everything. But now it's everywhere. That's right. And you can't get away from it. And I know that a lot of you all know entertainment. That's right. Come on. And if you're not careful, your desire for those things will get between you and God. Come on. But I'll tell you right now, you cannot. You cannot shine if you have American Idol between you and God. Amen. Did you hear me? That's good. You cannot shine with those things between you and God. That's right. You can't. You can't. You'll have trouble. You'll have trouble shining, uh, sending messages that you know you're not supposed to send. Amen. Good. Sending pictures that you know you're not supposed to send. Come on, you're going to have trouble shining with those things between you and your Savior. I'm not going to shine for God if I'm at the movie house promoting Hollywood. The question was asked me, if you can't give me a clear Bible answer, why don't you go? You know what I said? Because that ain't somewhere that a Christian, I believe, should go. Amen. And I've got tons of Bible principle. You might not have a thou shalt not, but there's tons of Bible principle. Tons. I'm not going to shine for God if I'm on the dance team. Even at your church. I'm not going to shine for God with my date at the prom. Come on, come on, that's good. Do you hear me? Yes, sir. Not. You know what? When I was in high school, I went to a public high school, and uh, prom was huge, it's a big thing, and uh, uh, hard to, to to say no to that, hard to get away from that, and all that. And uh, let me tell you what we did. Uh, we went we went there to the to the thing. We took pictures. And I went to my bus captain's house, and I had dinner with my bus captain instead of going to prom. Amen. We went, said hi to my friends, and we went over to see my bus captain. Amen. Wayne Overbay and Deb Overbay. Not going to shine at parties with bad music and bad friends and alcohol and drugs. You say, oh, wait a second now. Ain't I supposed to take my light and let it shine? You better be very careful. Because if you're not, that, that world will get between you and your Savior. And there'll be a spiritual eclipse.
Not going to shine looking at pornography on the internet. Amen. Not going to shine watching The Voice. Come on. Right. Not going to shine. It's going to get between you and your Savior. Right. And your light's going to be dark and you're going to have a light to shine. That's right. Number four, an eclipse of, of existence. An eclipse of existence. Look at verse 16 again. Let your light so shine. Look at verse 15. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel. Watch this. But on a candlestick. And it giveth light unto all that are in the house. You see that? You've got a purpose. You've got a purpose. And your purpose is to give light to all that are in the house. If there's a world between me and God... If there's something in my life, something that, in my family, something in my home, something in my church, something in my personal life that nobody knows about, I may miss my purpose. If there's something in my life that's keeping me from what I need to be for God or what I need to do for God or what I need to give for God or whatever it may be, I may miss my purpose. And when you get to 35 and you look back and you say, man, that was so not important. All that were in the house lived without a light. So you could too. All that were in the house lived without a light. So you could too. A spiritual eclipse. Some of you have never surrendered your life to Christ. Why? Because there's something between you and God. And you won't remove it. Some of you tonight, have you been praying about the mission field? You saw a mission... Uh, a missionary give their thing, uh, their, their, their deputation uh, uh, slide, or you saw a missionary preach, or you've been to a missions conference, and they preached about missions, and they talked about missions, and you thought, man, God spoke to you and said, I want to use you as a missionary, and you thought, oh, I can't do that. And you thought about money, and you thought about a job, and you thought, how would you live? Hey, did you see all these people that graduated from Bible college? Come on. That are bringing people now? Right. They look pretty healthy. God takes care of those that serve Him. Why would you not surrender to the mission field? I'll tell you why. Because there's something between you and God. Those of you that God's been dealing with about preaching, why would you not surrender? I'll tell you why. Because there's something between you and God. That's right. Those of you that's been thinking about Bible college... Why would you not just say, listen, there wasn't a tour group at my church. Now, I'm taking a tour group, and we're going to try to get people, tell them about Bible college. Hey, come to Bible college. There's a lot of Bible colleges. I can't think of any, any other ones right now, but, you know. But let me tell you something. There wasn't a tour group. There wasn't a youth conference. I wasn't at youth conference when I decided to go to Bible college. There was a preacher that said, you going to be a preacher? Have you prayed about Bible college? I said, no. He said, you should. Immediately I knew. 
immediately. That's it for me. I knew. But I, I had to move what was between me and God. When you get home, there's no songs, there's no sermons, there's no skits. The sad part of all this is that when the world's blocking my light to God, when the light is eclipsed, people can't always see it. See, there's three types of lunar eclipses. There's a total eclipse. That's when the, it, it's completely blocked. There's a partial eclipse. That's when you can partially see the moon. Y'all know what I'm talking about? You ever see it? And then there's what's called a penumeral, and I may be saying that wrong, but that's where, that's where you, can, you can still see a lot of the moon, but just a little is there. That's where you're hiding a lot of that, and everybody thinks you're spiritual. Let me tell you my story, and I'll be finished. All summer, my senior year, the summer before my senior year, God had been dealing with me about my music. I pawned it. Now, we used to have CDs. We didn't have iPods. I had about $3,000 worth of CDs. That's a lot. They were about $15 a piece. I would pawn them. I'd say, I'm giving that up. I'd get my pawn ticket. I'd go back. And no joke, I'd get the shakes, man, without my music. I'd go get my music out of pawn and listen to it. I'd pull into the church parking lot to go to church. I'd turn it, turn it back off. I'd go into church. I'd get out of church. I'd come Because I went to church, carried my Bible, went to youth group, went on activities, did all that. That summer we went to that youth conference in August. I only went for that girl. I came back from that youth conference. God, God called me. All I did, I surrendered. I said, God, I'll do whatever you want. I came back from that youth conference. I took those CDs. I took a piece of plywood and I took a claw hammer. And I ended the eclipse. Some of you this morning need to end. You think, oh, well, that's stupid. You know, Brother Davis, you know, that, 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 that's not, that was my eclipse. And your eclipse to someone else may be stupid too, but it's not stupid to you. It's what's blocking you from serving God. Or surrendering your life to God. Get it out of the way. Heads bowed, eyes closed. Would you be real with yourself this morning? How close are you to the light? Can you really shine? Or is the world blocking the light?